Thank you for downloading the Inspire Me Lecture podcast, brought to you by the University of the West of England. In this podcast, we are joined by Pravanya Pillay, Outreach Lead at Babassa. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Um, this is the Inspire Me Lecture Series. I'm Alyssa Willis, and I'm the Head of Student Communications here at UWE. So you've decided to study at university, to broaden your horizons, and to think bigger. And this lecture series will get you thinking bigger towards a future that's yours to create. The one thing I would say, though, is this future online kind of has some bugs sometimes. So if we have any technical issues, we'll sort of we're learning as we go as well. So our speaker today is Pravanya Pillay. Pravanya is the outreach lead at Babasa, founder of the arts organization Stomping Ground and a part time comedian. This lecture looks at what it means to be a leader, who our leaders are and what our leaders need to do. She'll speak for about 20 minutes or so, and there'll be a Q&A at the end, so feel free to put your questions in. We'll be recording this lecture as well, so it'll be available in our speaker library after this finishes. So I'm delighted to pass over to Bravanya. Hi, so um, thanks for having me today. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be here. So during lockdown, I became obsessed with Barack Obama. I read both his books, I listened to his speeches, I watched his speeches, I watched countless interviews with him, I made him my phone screensaver. I was so obsessed with him that I couldn't listen to Michelle Obama's podcast because I was worried I would get really jealous of their loving back and forth and jealousy is like a really ugly colour. Um, but what sparked this intense obsession? So part of it was of course a slamming shirtless photo that I found of him, but mainly it was because I was absolutely desperate for inspiration. And I don't think I'm alone in that. We're a generation going through not just one, but like five of the biggest crises since World War II, and we're absolutely starved of hope. Uh, left or right, I don't see it in our leaders, uh, the people in charge who don't listen and don't seem to care, the people who seem to have all the power and no confidence. So what's the solution? Where do we get our inspiration from? Who will motivate us and fill us with hope? It can't be found in a recreation of the 2008 presidential election, Believe me, I've tried. And it can't be found in just one person. The fact is, we cannot wait for someone to inspire us. They won't come and we'll be waiting here forever, wasting time that we don't have. So basically, get ready for the biggest call to action anyone could request. Because the fact is, we have to be our own inspiration. It's cliched and difficult. I mean, who has the self-esteem for it? But it's our only option because we're not gonna find it anywhere else. It's not easy. Much like loving yourself, motivating yourself and finding inspiration within you can feel impossible. At 14, I decided I wanted to do medicine. I spent four years working towards it, got in, then realised I hated it. Two years into the degree, I failed an exam and then I failed a reset. I switched over to pharmacology, which I also hated. So spent most of my time doing things with the University Improv Society, which to this day I'm not 100% sure wasn't a cult. And I took a year out of uni because of depression. Graduated with a 2-2 and I've lived in five different houses since moving to Bristol, all of them riddled with damp. So it's difficult to find any inspiration there, but I sort of have to find it because regardless of my failures, I have to believe I'm a boss. And as a result, I landed a job straight out of uni, working for the youth empowerment organisation Babasa. I get to spend every day working to empower other young people and build our future leaders. I started my own performing arts programme to increase representation and access in the arts and worked with the PM studio, Bristol Vic and Bristol City Council to deliver it. I set up a comedy night for trans, non-binary and women performers. I've recently had comedy shows at the Cube Watershed and Bristol Vic and I recently moved into a house with no damp, which is great. 
I have to believe I'm a boss and I have to inspire me because if I'm not motivated, if I'm not ready to be a leader, I'm the one who has to deal with the consequences. So what is a boss? What does it take to be a leader? In the past, it's been a white man in a suit with an embossed business card and a shiny car explaining something, something to you that you already know in the past. But that's not the case anymore. We've watched individuals rise to the top, amass wealth like never before, build, consume, destroy for power. We've watched them build institutions on the suffering of others and become the leaders who we admire and aspire to be like. But now our climate's destroyed, inequality is at its worst, and we can't touch our grandmas. They cannot be our leaders. They have never been our leaders. A real leader is someone who brings everyone up with them, who makes space at the top, who puts their effort into empowering and building up their community. And that's what we, a generation of inspirational leaders, need to devote our time and energy to. Imagine if 10 million young people voted in the next election. Imagine if the best jobs were actually available to everyone, not just the elite. Imagine if super powerful businesses and politicians actually committed to dealing with climate change. Those things aren't as far away as you think. If every student at UWE registered 10 other young people to vote, that's almost 300,000 young people voting. Babasa is working with some of the most talented young people in the city who happen to be underrepresented in all industries. Organisations like Bristol Vic, Plimsoll Productions and Sun Life Insurance are already making an effort to recruit through Babasa. Every organisation in Bristol can make the same commitment for their own benefit as much as for the benefit of young people. We could deal with climate change locally, tackling how it affects our communities directly, taking the necessary measures, whether that means buying and manufacturing locally, community recycling, safer and better public transport. And then if every community in the UK did that, that's real change. It's a big ask. To call on a whole generation to take up the mantle of leadership is a huge, as leadership, a huge, often unwanted burden. I recognise the difficulty. I've experienced burnout at least once a year since I was 19. I used to regularly wake up at 4am on the floor in a suit with my emails open. I spent my 20s devoted to empowering young people of colour while at the same time managing internalised racism and low self-esteem. For me, Three things have made it simple, manageable, and actually exciting. One, prioritizing my own well-being. What do I need to do to feel good and relaxed so that I can take on anything? Two, a good playlist. Three, collaboration. It's a burden, but it's a burden you share. And this generation is not alone at all. We all share the problems, but we also all share the solutions. I truly believe that change will grasp and we have the power talent and knowledge to make it happen without permission from anyone else. So to finish, I want to share with you a few lines from the song Boss, the third song on the Carter's 2018 Everything is Love album and the inspiration for this talk. Here we measure success by how many people successful next to you. Here we say you broke if everybody is broke except for you. Ain't nothing to it. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. So thank you. That's so if you have to have a great playlist, yeah. Other than, obviously, uh, that one. What else yeah. would you have on your playlist? Uh, Savage by um, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, uh, the remix of Beyonce. Uh, Don't Rain on My Parade by Barbra Streisand. Um, oh, good choice. The Lady is a Tramp, the Ella Fitzgerald version. Nice, nice. Else. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. It's, um, thank you for providing so much. It's really important about, you know, let's bring everybody up with us. Um, I think we'll have some questions over in the chat. So um, I will turn you over to the questions. Great. Uh, let me have a look. 
So one is, how do you stay so resilient? Um, I guess, <laughs> I guess like the thing is that um, I don't always stay so resilient. Like it's been real up and down. Like sometimes you feel resilient and sometimes um, you feel like really rubbish and like you can't really go on. I guess like, I guess the thing is like every time, every time, every moment is sort of like an opportunity to like think about to learn but not like to learn like in a big broad way but basically to learn like what what is good for you and what works for you so like I've over like a long time like over like five years basically I've learned that like if I if I'm reading like if I like read every night before I go to bed then I sleep better um and I like I feel way more relaxed compared to like if I'm on my phone like working until like up until I go to bed like I mean it's ridiculous that it takes took me so long to learn it but I think that's like a case for it I think like obviously talking to people as well is, is super important I think the whole like the real big thing is that you don't you don't have to be you don't have to do it by yourself at all like you can work with other people and you can collaborate and everyone's sort of going through the same sort of things in that we're all like sort of facing the same problems like we're all facing inequality we're all facing climate change we're all facing covid so you're really not alone and there's and the myth that you sort of like are in it by yourself and you're an individual and and that like, you just have to like be the best you have to sort of go like yeah you have to just strive all the time and work super hard and not ask for any help is like is what is that it's a myth and I think it's way more important to um to reach out and collaborate with other people and and like be honest when you're not feeling great as well and and recognize that and it's and like people people say it all the time but they don't do it but if you're feeling ill if you're not feeling well whether it's like physical or mental then you just stop don't like stop and take a break and then and then go back to it because you're not going to get anything done in that state like you need to rest although it's, it's it's harder to do than it is to say definitely um I hope that answered it um okay what do you do to relax I read I have to actually I read because I like got really stressed that I wasn't being productive so I so I read because it was like tricking my brain to thinking that like I was still being productive but also I was relaxing so I like I read a lot also I um yeah I've watched tv like I watch a lot of Netflix um as well I talk to friends that's like the main thing um yeah just like normal things that you do to that people do to relax like sometimes I draw although I'm not very good at it so sometimes I sing alone which is quite <laughs> I actually find that's really helpful because like you're just letting out so much noise which is great um but yeah it's like normal relaxing things really um I also suffer from depression what made you push through um that's hard I guess it's yeah I mean I guess like the thing is what made me push through it's more it wasn't really pushing through it was more like really accepting that I had it um and that it I wasn't gonna I mean, I mean when I was diagnosed with it I was like oh fine finally like that's done now oh thank god and then like I went on meds and then the meds didn't work and then I like yeah and then you know I started therapy and the therapy wasn't working and then I tried new meds and those meds made it a bit better and I was like oh yeah it's going back I'm like back to normal I'll never be sad again and then like another load hit and yeah so I think um 
so it's not like I was like super like it's not like there was like something at the end of the tunnel where I was like oh I can I can make it like I can do it like I just have to reach that and I'll, I'll feel better or like it wasn't anything sort of pushing me it was more just more sort of going with the ebbs and flow a bit and just sort of just continuing it's it's like not yeah just continuing to like keep note and keep a measure of um of like what we like what you can do um what you what you can do and what's the best thing to do um for you personally as as you're going through it I think like obviously like seeing a doctor um talking to your friends about it being really open and honest and like just doing what you want to do as well I think that's a big thing with depression as well like for me it was I was expected like I'm quite an outgoing person so like I like put loads of effort into still being an outgoing person and still like going to things and going to events when really all I wanted to do was sort of just like be in by myself and yeah sometimes it's good to see other people because that can really help but also like really pushing pushing yourself I think can, can make you feel worse I think accepting that like you know you've got an illness and and like you need to rest and recover just like you would with any other illness is is what made me feel a lot better anyway from, from it and that also is like totally okay and so many people go through it so like you know it doesn't make you any less or anything like that but yeah just it's just something that happens to your brain chemicals I guess um how is inequality at its worst though um I mean it's it's pretty bad it's, it's probably at its worst for like a very very long time um I guess like in the Victorian times it was probably worse um I think like I think it feels like it's at its worst in my lifetime maybe I should have specified and I think you see it everywhere like it's just from like the like it just it's just mad that Jeff Bezos is earning like 10 billion pounds a day or whatever it is and then there's like so many people on the street who don't have a house to live in and it's mad that the levels of education vary so differently in the same country <laughs> um and that like if you go to Bristol Grammar School you're gonna have a better education than if you go to um City Academy um it's just like you can just see it in Bristol as well like Bristol sometimes feels like a tale of two cities there's one there's one part that's thriving and it's got loads of tourists and it's got hot air balloons and then there's another part which like people don't really know about and there's lots of crime and you know and like there's like overcrowded houses and like things are really difficult and you can even see it in how the areas are looked after as well I mean like there's I live near Lawrence Hill and there's like an area that just is not lit at all and then I remember in the autumn I went up to Clifton and there was like people blowing leaves and like it's like you can pay for someone to sort of blow leaves in Clifton and make sure there's like no leaves around but you can't pay to like repair lighting which would make a big difference so I think maybe it's not like at its worst ever but I feel like in my lifetime from what I've seen it feels at its worst at the moment um, and it feels like it's steadily been getting worse as well um can you share your playlist yeah I can actually you just have to follow me on Spotify and the playlist is like under boss um yeah so I'll I'll do that but I can like take a picture of it and post it as well if um um yeah if you want uh what would you say is your biggest achievement to date um okay I would I actually literally that's the, so the thing is um so this isn't really an achievement like I guess it well I guess it can't yeah no it is an achievement but what um, the big the big thing is like every time I did anything, I would immediately be like, okay, so what was bad about that? Okay, I need to like improve here. I need to improve there. I need to make it better. Um, where, what's the next step? What's the next steps? And I would like become immediately stressed out that I needed to like build on what I was doing last time. So 
I am. Yeah. So I guess my biggest achievement is like recently I did a show and afterwards I was still thinking about like, what do I need to improve? What do I need to make better? But I was like actually just quite happy with what, with what I'd done. And I like was more relaxed and it was exciting to think about what was coming next. It wasn't like anxiety inducing. And I think getting to the stage where like, I'm not always trying to like one up myself and trying to be better than I was before and trying to be like, trying to like race to the top and things like that is, is like a really nice place to be in and a nice way to, to look back at things. Um, it's not like an achievement in the sense of like I got a gold cup or something, but it's like an achievement in like a personal personal way. Although I did do a triathlon once though, which that was pretty good because I'm really bad at sports though, and everyone was really surprised. No one thought I would do it, but I showed them all. So yeah. Um, how do I avoid having to take a year out for depression? Um, I think like tell your tutors about it. Tell um, yeah, organize ways to avoid it like I left it really late to tell tutors and things about it which meant that they like sort of couldn't really help me but there's like they were but then once they once I told them about it it was it was quite easy to um to work things out to to my schedule and to work things out in a way that wouldn't make me feel worse like they could extend deadlines I could get extra support I could talk to the tutor if I miss lectures like someone would go through it with me like people are generally open to supporting you and helping you during it and I would say um yeah and I would say like yeah just keep um keep talking to people basically and it's a really long waiting list but it's worth putting yourself down for the counseling waiting list um even if you have to wait a while even if you feel great now it's worth putting yourself down for it because it is useful to have someone to talk to um but yeah I think the more people you tell about it the the easier it becomes to manage because other people are around to help you manage it. It comes up to the whole collaboration thing. Like we don't have to do anything alone. Like we should be collaborating, working with each other. And that includes with like maybe our own personal barriers. I mean, everyone can only give as much as they can give, but you know, like if it's a big group working on it, then you know, you can achieve quite a lot. Um, you say to be your own leader, but how do you stay motivated every day with this mindset? Like I'll be totally honest. Um, yeah, I do not stay motivated every day with this mindset at all. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh, this is so rubbish and everything's rubbish. And I just want to lie on the floor and in a ball and, and watch TV and like not do anything. Um, yeah, it's like almost impossible to stay motivated every day with that mindset. Like it's not like I wake up and I'm like, all right, let's be a leader. Come on, let's take this crowd by storm. We're going to, you know, we're going to solve inequality today. Like climate change, more like climate not change. Like you know, there's days when I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, maybe I can go to sleep for like another half hour. And then I do. And then I wake up and I'm late. And then I'm thinking about how I'm late rather than thinking about being a leader. But I think it's if if you can, I think it is more important to be a leader when you're making your decisions. And and that's really where it, that's where it comes through sort of every day. I mean, like, I, I think it's really important to take up leadership roles. Like, I think young people need to get right into, like, local politics. Like, we need to have young councillors. That's so important. I think, like, we need to be at council meetings as well. Like, we need to be represented there. We need to be getting other young people to vote. Like, we need to absolutely be represented in, in politics and local politics and things like that. I think that's so important. So, like, being an actual leader in that sense, um, which is which you don't have to do every day. You don't have to be that every day. Like you can, it's a job just like anything else. Um, but then also in your decision making as well. So like, I guess you can. Yeah. So if you have a choice and and 
and you feel like you can emotionally and like deal with it then I think you can go forward and do it but don't don't put the pressure on yourself to be a leader every day just be a leader when you need to be a leader basically um and yeah and don't feel bad and it's and like I said like you're not the only one who's been a leader like it's collaboration like everyone everyone's working towards that goal with you um and then when you and also when you and if you can empower other people to be leaders as well like it, it becomes it just becomes much easier and you become much more motivated working with Babasa and working with young people um my key role other than like outreach which is like bringing young people in my key role is like working with them to empower them give them the skills they need so that they can pitch to businesses they can apply for jobs they can start their own projects and things like that um and when you see what they're able to do when you see like what they're capable of doing and like what you see like what the generation is capable of doing um i think that motivates you so it's like little moments that can motivate you um when you need to be when you need to be a leader rather than like always trying to be a leader which i think is quite different um when is your next stand up in bristol i don't know but follow me on twitter i'll probably i'll probably pr promote it at pravanya pile i hope i get loads of twitter followers out of this that will be such a bonus that'll be great yeah at pravanya pile okay let, let's hope i get loads of twitter followers um is there anyone who has inspired you throughout your journey like barack obama oh my god like he's amazing he's so cool but that's incredibly cliche because i've Feel like he was president and inspired everyone um that was another cliche answer definitely my my dad um he just he's just a like a great guy who's sort of just i just like how he deals with things and um i think me and him are similar in that you know we try not to take ourselves too seriously but when we have to do we have to do stuff we get it done and like we can be a bit fun about it which is sort of what i like to see in myself also he came here in the 70s when it was so racist and he um you know like he worked really hard did really well but on top of that he sort of always had his roots and always like sort of stood up for people who need to be stood up for so yeah so like despite everything he went through like you know he stays like strong and yeah so probably him and my mum as well because if I don't say it, she'll be really annoyed but also she is really great she's a um a teacher um and she's like the lead of special educational needs and she's like always just fighting for um for young people and and fighting for forwards right and get, getting them as many opportunities as possible so i think definitely those two um yeah 100% um how do you divide your time up well um it depends on priorities so it depends on what's most pressing and then organizing it that way i mean i like i have everything i put everything in a calendar because if i don't put it in a calendar i'll forget that it's um i'll forget that i have to go to it so like everything i do is is in a calendar um and then i color code all the different activities as well so i can sort of reflect and be like okay so you worked a lot this week and you had like one hour of relaxation and like that's not going to be good unless you want to burn out again so it's sort of um reflecting on how you um on how i divide up my time and going back and changing it if i have to um is there anything you would do differently if you went back to uni that's such a a good question cuz um i would do a different degree or or at least i used to say that like i used to be like oh damn i should have done a history degree cuz i really love history um and i used to think that i should go back and do a different degree but then also if i had done history like i think it would have i mean i feel like 
I ended up where I am now and I'm quite happy with where I am now and I don't really want to change that so I wouldn't really go back and do anything differently but I mean like fundamentally I probably would have picked a course that I liked rather than like just picking a course for the sake of a job. Um, there's like lots of like what do you do to stay motivated, what makes you so motivated, it's like other people like that's I think to summarise those two like it's just it's just other people, like other people doing great stuff, doing really cool, cool work. Um, yeah, like in artistically, like definitely it's other people. Like if you if you go and watch a great show, you're like, oh, that's amazing. Like, I really want to write. And um, the same thing with um And then if you're like, like I said, like if um, if you see like other young people doing things like protesting, you know, doing youth projects, things like that, like that's super motivating. That's what keeps you motivated. And sometimes I'm just not motivated, in which case I just let myself not be motivated for a little while and hope it comes back, which it does usually because it's rest because I rest and then I feel better. Um, are there any particular leaders from previous generations that inspire you? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna black. I'll, like, I feel like I should say Barack Obama again, but I don't want you to think of like a weird creep who's really obsessed with him. Although I am, that's accurate. Um, I might just go black. I can't think of one other leader, which is terrible. I'll come back to you. Maybe I'll write a list or something. Um, how do you tackle procrastination due to lack of motivation or inspiration? Yeah, I, I like, yeah, procrastination is, is difficult. It's a difficult one to deal with. Um, well, how do I tackle it? I guess like, I guess it's like, sometimes you've got to think like why am I procrastinating is it because like I'm tired and I've worked too hard and I need to like take a break but then if I guess if you're doing it all the time you're not tired I guess then it's to think about like I think then it's like you go right back and you think about why am I doing this so like why um, am I doing it is it worth it is the reason why I'm procrastinating because like a I don't really want to do it it doesn't really align with my values or uh, or I'm scared like I'm worried and I'm scared um and then sort of deal with that uh like the main issue but to be honest most of the time I procrastinated it's actually been because I needed to procrastinate and I think that's the case with a lot of people like most of the time you're procrastinating because you're you're tired and you're stressed and there's loads of pressure on you especially with exams this is what I find and you've revised loads and um and you actually just need the rest um and it's probably better off to just be like okay I'll like rest and then I'll come back to it are you still in love with Obama? Have you read his book yet? Is it good? I have read, um, I am so excited for his book to come out, for his new one, The um, A Promised Land. I can't wait for that. Um, I've read both of his books. I read The Audacity of Hope and I read Dreams from My Father. Audacity of Hope was like a typical political book. I enjoyed it because I loved Obama. That's why I enjoyed it. But um, The Dreams from My Father was, was excellent. It was written before he had any intentions of becoming a politi politician. Um, my favourite part was the middle part, which talks about his time when he was a community organiser and the stories he tells there and, and his motivations, I felt were like quite similar to what my motivations were. And it's also a really good, um, it's also like really good when it talks about race as well and the way it talks about race. Um, and I was like super interested in that and how you identify, like how you identify with your race and, and all of that. And it was really, yeah, it was a really, it was just like a really, really good book. Um, so I would definitely recommend the first one. And if you're like obsessed with Obama like I am, I would recommend The Audacity of Hope. Uh, but Dreams from My Father can be for, for anyone, really, even if you're not obsessed with Obama. Um, 
What was the hardest part of getting into this mindset practice of being your own leader? Like me, I was the hardest part of it because I spent so long hating myself. I was like, oh, you're the worst. Like you're terrible. And, you know, you're not working hard enough. You're not doing enough. Like your friends all hate you. Why are you so outgoing? <laughs> that sounds like a humble brag. But it, like I was definitely the hardest part of getting into that mindset. And I still am the hardest part of getting into that mindset. Definitely. Like I'll still I'm the first one who criticizes me. I'm the first one who puts me down. Sometimes I like I I kept like a little I didn't keep it for long because I have um like I get bored of things but I kept a journal for a little while on um on what I said to myself like whenever I was criticizing myself I kept it and I was like cruel I was saying horrible things that I would never say to anyone else um and I try I try and not do that now I try and like when I find myself criticizing myself I'm like okay take a step back you're not that bad like sure maybe you could have worked harder but you know you're all right um yeah and like yeah and I try and say I mean I'm yeah it's a journey and like I'm pretty far away from being like oh my god I love you you're amazing in the mirror um and meaning it I mean I could do it and disingenuously but I feel like it's like a really slow process and I'm slowly getting to a stage where you know I can actually say nice things about myself and actually like be proud of, of what I've done rather than being like oh you could have done better you could have done better so like I think the hardest part of getting into that mindset is is you and then also I mean external things as well I mean like you know lack of privilege is something that can stop you from getting into that mindset as well if you're like super focused on on earning money because you you like you need to pay rent you need to do all of that like external stresses like that can that can stop you from it just it just means that you don't have time for yourself as much so you like it's easier to sort of blame yourself for things as well where did you get your earrings from Etsy Etsy, um, have a look. They might still be there. Uh, how do you measure success in life? How do I measure success? Um, huh. I don't know. I think it's more um, how can I make an impact? Like, can I positively impact someone else? So, um, yeah. So if I feel like I can, I can make a positive impact on on someone's life. If I feel like I can make a difference, even if it's just one person, then I feel like that was a successful day. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had days where I haven't really done anything and or anything to like be proud of or anything. But then I've um, like maybe I've called my grandma and I've had like a really nice chat with her. And I know that like we've had a really lovely chat and I have know that's quite positive and that feels like a successful day. Um, so it, whether it's like really small like that or big, like you, you know, you've empowered 12 young people to put on an event like that feels like success as well, which is like one of the things that do with us or you've put on a show with young people and things like that or um and they've like stormed it and been really good or like you've done a show and it's you know it's like it's that um yeah it's like how much can you positively impact someone um and like just try and trying to be nice as well I think um yeah that's that's what I think have you ever experienced imposter syndrome or felt out of your depth have you oh my god have I ever experienced have I like literally all the time I mean, I'm quite short as well. And I used to have really short hair. So people used to just think I was a small boy. So like that, like that really went against me for a lot of the reason. But I've experienced imposter, I've experienced imposter syndrome like all the time. I mean, I experienced it for this talk. I was like, oh, why are they asking me? What have I done? Like, I can't do it. Um, and I guess the thing is, um, and I felt out of my depth as well. I guess the thing is that you... Um, I just felt like yeah, maybe I, I don't know, like the way to 
it's, it's to accept it, I guess, is the first thing. Acceptance is like the key to so many things. Like, accept that you feel really out of place here. And then once you've accepted it, be like, so why do I feel really out of place here? Is it because this space is traditionally for like people who don't look like me? Is it because um, traditionally like small Indian girls aren't really supposed to be like loud and showy like and things like that? Um, and then also think about like empirically look at like what you've achieved and what you've done. If you're, you know, if you've actually done stuff and you've actually got that experience behind you, no one can take that away from you. So like, I mean, if you're, you know, like, like, for instance, at university, I think that's a big thing. Like, and I mean, being on medicine and not enjoying it, I felt really out of place. But I did the interview. I got the grades. Like, I deserve to be there as much as anyone else. Um, in the sense of like, academically, I, yeah, I was able to be there. So I think, yeah, I think like experiencing imposter syndrome is so common and really and really okay to experience but just remember that like you're you're probably feeling it because typically those spaces weren't meant for you but they are now they're your space and you should own it and also um you have the experience to be there if you're in the room you deserve to be there if you got into that room you deserve to be there so think about your achievements and and where you get there and it won't always work but the more you do it it's just about practice the more you do it the better the better you'll feel um how do you balance everything with a social life and own well-being? That is so up and down. Like, that is really up and down. I mean, I don't have a boyfriend, um, so that might say something. But um, with a social life, I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about, that's why, like, I made the first thing on my three-point list about prioritizing your own well-being, which is really difficult to do because I feel like no one really does it, um, and it's all a learning curve, but yeah I think it's it's prioritizing your own well-being and also with a social life like you miss you miss people if you don't see them um and so and I that and like your social life is sort of part of your own well-being as well like meeting up with your friends and seeing them and like having a nice evening and stuff like that I mean and but also with your social life like balancing everything with it like I don't do things I don't want to do like I mean I don't really like clubbing um I love dancing, but like clubbing is like, it's always really crowded. I mean, I can't do it now anyway, because of the coronavirus. But for a, for a little while, I was like, okay, I'm not, if I don't want to go clubbing, I'm just like not going to go clubbing. Like I'm not going to force myself to do it. So with your social life as well, it's picking the activities you want to do. Like if you, I prefer like, you know, like meeting someone, maybe having some lunch, chatting, things like that. So that's the stuff I try and do. Um, <laughs> where do you see yourself in five years time? <laughs> I love this question. Um, I really don't know. I don't know. Everything's so changeable. I don't know. Um, I guess like five years time, I would like to go viral at some point. I feel like that's only fair. Um, maybe I'd like to continue to live in a house with no damp because I've tasted the good life now and I'm not going back. Um, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, I I don't know and I think it's okay not to know as well I think I yeah I think I like dealing with things yearly more than more than anything uh what would your number one tip be for someone having similar difficulties to you that you're great um and that you don't have to worry um as much as you are but that is all right that you are um and that you just need a rest like you really need a rest um and you just really need to sort of reflect on on yourself and like have that space for yourself make space for yourself as well I would say and like give yourself time to think and reflect any motivational book recommendations mm, I actually I read a lot of fiction 
um, and a lot of it's war fiction as well. Like I'm really into World War One, um, so <laughs> they're not really ever motivational. I've like the most motivational book I've read is is Barack Obama's, and like that's so cliched. I feel like that gets recommended to everyone. But um, I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, I read a lot of fiction mainly. Um, I'm reading a really good book now. It's called Ceremony, and it's about um, a World War. It's about a Native American soldier in World War II and how he copes with his post-traumatic stress disorder within his culture, which is really interesting. Um, but it's quite sad. It's not really motivational. Um, yeah. Uh, how I've done that one. Uh, love your energy. Very inspiring. Making me feel like a boss now too. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Uh, I think that's it. That's all the questions. Thanks, Pravanya. Uh, for everyone listening in, um, we got tons of questions and we didn't get a chance to get to the, all of them, but uh, uh, Pravanya doesn't know this yet, but what we'll do is we'll uh, collate them into themes and maybe get her to answer some of them as she can. Um, the one thing that I would say, if you're a student and you're joining in, um, there was a lot of uh, questions around uh, health and well-being. And so I would definitely make sure that you're looking at the student's landing page on the webpage where we highlight all of our health and well-being support options as well as who you can talk to if you need any any help. Um, we have both uh, internal uh, people you can speak to, but we also work with external agencies, including Nalari in town. So um, there's there's lots of people you can talk to there. One question I did have, Pravanya, which is could you talk just for a minute about the work that Bavasa does and, and what you do within that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Bavasa is a social enterprise that supports young people with their um, into their into the professional ambitions of their dreams, so supporting them with their professional ambitions. And um, we work largely with underrepresented young people from less advantaged backgrounds. And the whole idea is that um, we want to build the future leaders of tomorrow and we want those future leaders to actually be representative of society and like representative of of all those people who haven't had a voice yet. So a lot of the work we do is around like work placements, getting young people into industries that they are underrepresented in and supporting them within those industries as well. So it's not just a tick box exercise. A lot of our work is around empowering young people. We run a, a program called the Challenge Program where we recruit 15 young people and there are youth ambassadors and then we work with them to put on an event um, or at the moment we're working with them to do to run a campaign and that campaign is trying to get 30 Bristol businesses to commit to a work um, a workplace opportunity for a young person. Um, so that's running for October. Yeah, so we run yes, we run our challenge program and um, and then we also offer like one to one support for young people who aren't quite ready to start thinking about employability and future careers and maybe need to overcome more complex barriers. Um, but yeah, so our whole thing is supporting young people. We try and sort of tailor it and and we recognize that everyone's an individual in that respect. Um, and my role is outreach and that I go out, find young people and bring them in. Sometimes, well, before COVID, like sometimes I'd just be around Cabot and be like, hey, how's it going? And they'd be like, oh, who are you? But we got some of our best youth ambassadors that way. So it works. Um, yeah, so that's what we do, basically. And we are, um, and if you're interested in anything, really, or finding out more, you can always email me or give us a call or look on our website, www.fabasa.com. And one last question. I promise it's the last. What's that's one right. thing that all the all the everyone listening in? What's one thing that they can do to be their own boss? Um, just like <laughs> I 
don't know. Um, I don't know. Just I guess the first thing is that is that is just saying it, like just saying it, like just being like, yeah, I'm a boss, like I'm my own boss, like whatever. I don't care. Even if you don't believe it yet, like just say it, and then eventually you will you will believe it. Thank you, Pravanya. That's uh, that's been really inspiring, and I really appreciate it. And to everybody else listening, um, we will get this all recorded and put online for people to uh, watch it again. And if you're interested, on Thursday, the 24th of September, our next Inspire Me lecture series is with Jade Parnell about what it means to be a body image researcher. So I hope you'll tune in then. And until then, I hope you're enjoying your block zero so far. And I just really, really wanted to thank Pravani on behalf of the university for coming and telling us her story. Thank you. Thank you. For more information about the Inspire Me lecture series, including other podcasts from the series, visit uwe.ac.uk slash study slash block dash zero slash inspire dash me.